This is FBG Jen. And FBG Kristen. And I'm FBG Margot, host and producer. You're listening to the podcast that will help you keep a lid on the junk in the trunk and inspire you to live a happy and confident life. Each episode, we chat with motivational experts and celebs and share our own candid adventures in being healthy. If you're looking for a podcast that's equal parts hilarious and enlightening, well then welcome to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. Gym bag and workout clothes smelling not so uh, fresh? Well, hey, that's okay because we've all been there. And we have a great natural solution for you. Inspire Baths New Gym Bag Spray with natural odor control in a one-ounce travel size that you can just throw in your bag to freshen up your clothes, your sports equipment, or anything else that just gets a little bit funky post-workout. Get yours now at inspirebath.com. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. This is FBG Margot, and on the line today we have FBG Jen. Hello. And we have FBG Kristen. Hi. And you guys, this episode we're talking with Cheryl Mitchell, and Inspire Bath has been sponsoring a whole bunch of shows for us the last few months. We love this product. We love this woman. And so can you, we talk a little bit about the interview today, Jen? Do you want to talk about how you, you and Jen even know each other? I'm sorry. <laughs> how you and Cheryl even know each other. Sorry. I know Jen. I know Jen really well. Um, <laughs> no, so it's super, it's super fun. Um, you know, Fit Bottom Girls in general, the site, the podcast, just kind of just brings different people into your life and you just get some random emails. And one day I just got e- an email from Cheryl and she didn't realize that I lived in Kansas City and I didn't realize that she was in Western Missouri until we started working together. And which are about, it's not very far apart. I think we talk about an interview, but it's like a day, a day's drive. If you want to go up there and spend the day in Weston, I could easily do that from Kansas City and then come back the same day. But her and I just, you know, she was like, I love what you guys are doing and I'd love to talk to you and I'd love to support you. And I'm doing this cool line of Inspire Bath products that give back. And I think that, you know, that's an all natural deodorant spray and lotions. And I think you would dig it. And do you want to try it? And I'm like, sure. Um, so she sent us all some products to try and we tried them. And we liked him, and then we're like, yeah, you know, we are sponsored for this show. We, you know, authentically and genuinely really love what you're doing. And then I talked to her again and had some conversations with her about her past business experience because she's dabbled in a lot of different things, as you'll hear in this interview. And, you know, we also talked about um, being a mom. She's got kids and how she balances all that. And she was just like one of us. She was like just one of our people. And so as we've continued, and it was just funny that we like actually lived like kind of relatively close, you know. So we just have kept in contact and kept developing content for the sites um, as she's supported us and supported the show. And eventually it was like, uh, why don't you come on and talk about your experience? with not only the business, but also natural beauty products, because as, you know, the three of us were talking, Marco and Kristen and I, we, we, it turns out we had a lot of questions about, you know, what was natural beauty, what wasn't considered all natural, um, what was, what were some important things to look for in a label and, you know, words that kind of were safer than they maybe sounded like we just had a lot of questions about that so we put together what I think are some really good questions from this for this interview and we had a really good conversation and I love her products what's your favorite product because I love be bold that like that's like my favorite spray ever that's my favorite too yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like I like that and courage equally. I don't know. Don't make me choose. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like once be bold, like once I'm out, then I'll be like, okay, I guess I'll spray this other one around my room and on my body. But I even have be bold in the lotion. And I like, that's what I lather myself with after the shower. Like every single, every single shower. I love it. What about her February 14th post? We're going to include that into the show notes, of course. But can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So she did a, a really nice job for us um, writing about kind of what essential oils actually are, which it's not what I thought they were. And, you know, in some of the ways that they can be, they can be used, some of the ways she uses them. And then she also offers some, I think, really nice, handy tips for like, if you're interested in sort of dabbling in that yourself, um, what some of the some of the different essential oils you might want to start with are, how you can create some of your own products. Um, it, it's a pretty handy dandy little guide. Well, it's a really handy dandy interview, too. I think like she really gives <laughs> some great advice. I love the fact that she started creating a product that smelled like dirt. <laughs> yes. And that's how she got started. And you guys can listen to this episode and, and hear that origin story. But I just I love I really love this interview. I mean, she's talking about running a business. She's talking about natural products. She's talking about essential oils. She's talking about being a busy mom. I think it's just like everything we love. Yeah. And I mean, I also really appreciated that she was very candid about like, hey, I did I did these things and here are ways that I failed. And mm -hmm. um, you know, and then to see that she you know, that she's just killing it now. It's, I find that really inspiring because it's easy to get beaten down when you have a plan and life doesn't follow it, you know, right. but she didn't, she just kept at it. And it's, you know, she's not where she expected to be, I don't think, but maybe she's, it seems like she's maybe even in a better place than she would have wanted to be. Yeah. If you talk about like the idea of resilience, Oof, just yeah. the number of times that she does, I mean, she just is like, okay, pivot. Let's go here. Like, okay, follow this, follow this. And it really seems like in a lot of ways, you know, she kind of just continues to follow her heart. And it's really inspiring, like you said. And we're dropping this close to Earth Day, which just seems the proper thing to do. And I just wanted to let you guys know that we now have stickers, right? Stickers! Stickers! Stickers. I hope everyone's excited about stickers as my daughter because she saw our stickers and she's like, no, stickers, because she loves stickers. I'm like, oh, no, these are mommy stickers. <laughs> we're, we're not going to put these all over the house, although that would be fun. <laughs> so, yeah, for you listeners out there, if you want some Fit Bottom Girls stickers, send us an email, podcast at fitbottomgirls.com, and we will drop them in the mail for you. Also, like us wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave a few stars, leave a review if you have the time. If you leave a five-star review in iTunes, we will read it on the air. Hit us up on social media. Everything's at Fit Bottom Girl. And I say we just get into our interview today with Cheryl. This episode is inspired by Inspire Bath. Remember to keep your workout fresh and smelling great with Inspire Bath's new gym spray with natural odor control in a one-ounce travel size that easily goes anywhere. You can even buy a larger refill bottle for less waste. Just get yours now at inspirebath.com. Cheryl Mitchell, a.k.a. Miss Doyle, discovered her love for teaching in 2015 while working with the local libraries giving free classes about aromatherapy and herbs. She has been formulating natural products since 2004 and is a certified aromatherapist and herbalist. 
Her education and love of all things natural has created a successful retail store, online, and wholesale business for her Miss Doyle Soapery Company based out of Weston, Missouri. She also started a supply company called Miss Doyle's, teaching natural bath and body products on YouTube, conferences, and in private classes. Welcome to the show, Cheryl Mitchell. Hi, thank you. Thank you for being here today. This is FBG Margot, and on the line, we have FBG Jen. Hello, hello. And we have FBG Kristen. Hey. And I'm going to ask you the first question, and I would just like you to start at the beginning. What got you initially interested in aromatherapy and herbs? Well, uh, it was about 2004. I was uh, working my eight to five job, and I started reading books on the weekends about herbs and about essential oils and natural products. This was, you know, pre-YouTube and pre-I can jump on Google and get something. So I would go to the bookstores and just read every book I could. And it was it was a way for me to spend time. I was a single mom at the time, so I didn't have my boys every other weekend. And I didn't want to just go out and party and drink. So I went to reading books. I kind of nerded out over herbs. It was kind of a neat time period in my life, I guess. Kept me out of trouble. And how did that transition? I mean, that's now, I mean the gist of what you do all day, every day. I mean, in addition to other things, but how did that, how did that, I guess that spark from the beginning then translate into a business? It did. Um, so basically I, I started thinking, man, I really want to start offering natural products. The natural movement was starting to happen. I was living in Southern California at the time. I'm born and raised there. And so I was working corporate America and I was thinking to myself, I really want something more. I really wanted to have my own business. But of course, being a single mom, you can't just jump out there. You have to pay the bills. So I started, um, really, I started with lotions and I got on to the internet and I found a place to buy some raw materials and I kind of scrambled up a little bit of cash and started tinkering and I started making lotions and then I had a massive failure at my first market and couldn't sell a darn thing so I moved into candles at that point so it wasn't that I didn't have this great product it was that I had a homegrown product and in Southern California in the hoity-toity Orange County it was not a homegrown product was not as acceptable as it definitely is today artisans were not you know you didn't find artisans on every corner selling products and at different farmers markets you you had farmers at farmers markets so i um i went to i actually transitioned my business into soy candles and i did that on the side for quite a few years before i i got remarried uh in 2008 and we moved off texas and when we got to texas that was when i was able to incorporate my herbs and essential oils back into my one my daily life and then two, um, into a business. And I was very fortunate. I had been laid off from two separate companies in California during the real estate boom and then bomb. And so I, I actually, we just, I, when my remarriage, I decided to, we decided to have another baby and that allowed me to stay home, which was really nice. So I was very fortunate that my husband had a good job that was able to support us so I could have another baby. But then I, again, I was a nine to fiver. I was a second job person and staying home with all my kids was not really, truly what I wanted to do in my heart. I, I wanted to do more. So I reached out and I started a direct selling company uh, called Lillian Candles. 
um, in Texas in 2009, I guess it was. And I had 15 consultants selling soy wax melts and candles and warmers. And I was listed as number two competition to Scentsy. And it was really exciting. And then God had a plan for us and we got pregnant again after I had my tubes tied. So, oh, wow. Oh, yes. (laughs) So I have a eight and a nine year old at this point in time. But back then we had pretty much a one year old and we found out we were pregnant with our only daughter. And together we have six children, four of which I've birthed and I have two two stepchildren. And so I loved being home with them, but I, I really wanted to have my own business. So, but when we had Emma, my daughter, I could not keep up with two children. My husband had to start traveling for work and it was like being a single mom again. So needless to say, I had to close down Lillian Candles. But I think when some doors close, others open. I was so sad. I mean, ugly crying over it. I was depressed. It was really a hard time, especially right after having back-to-back children. You don't realize how postpartum depression plays a role in the things that you do. And I think I probably prematurely closed that company also because of postpartum depression that I had. Um, that was a, I had a really hard time with that. But it did open up other avenues for me. And I actually got back into making more of the bath and body realm. And I went back to school in 2011 for my aromatherapy certificates and also my herbalism certificates. So as much as, you know, I was doing great as soy candles, it it really was not me. I really enjoy the healing side of products and how can I help others. So I I think when, you know, when you have these life events happen to you, it opens up to new opportunities. And as much as I didn't think they were new great opportunities back then, I look back and think, wow, I would not be where I'm at today if I didn't. Hindsight's 20-20, right? That's like, exactly right. Like that was so miserable that. at the time, but you know what? That did actually kind of lead to some amazing things. If, you know, I wish I'd kind of, you know, like, I wish I'd known that at the time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So I'm curious, you know, there's so much talk about natural beauty products now. Like you said, when you started, like the artisan thing wasn't, you know, big, but you know, now it really is. And there's a lot of natural beauty products made by smaller producers. Big companies are getting more into it. What do you, what do you consider, I guess, natural beauty to be? And then what do you recommend people look for when they're choosing a product? Okay. So my take on natural beauty is There's chemicals in everything, even in essential oils. Everything is technically a chemical. So I don't ever really look for chemical-free products. I look for synthetic-free products. So the difference between that is there's natural chemicals and there's synthetic chemicals. Natural beauty and bath and body products are going to be from plant-derived. They're usually listed as vegan or vegetarian Um, I don't particularly care to use animal fats. Um, Most natural makers do not. There are some. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've made my family's hunters. And so we've made deer fat and bear fat soaps. And not my forte. Not my fun. I'm more of a gatherer. So I like to produce things with vegetable products. So your coconut oils, olive oils, sunflower. There's so many different oils and products out there that are now synthetically made from vegetable byproduct, which is great. So 
I, I like to stay away from the parabens, things that are in your cancer causing, um, you know, your mineral oils, things like that as for natural. So when I'm looking at as, as a maker, um, I also don't like products that have more than six ingredients in them. I really take a simplicity approach when I make products or even when I'm just making things at home for us or to sell. My my cutoff is really is eight ingredients. I won't go more than that. So if I pick up and go to a grocery store and look at a product and it has 15 to 20 different ingredients in it, that's too many. I, I don't understand everything. I have to get my phone or my dictionary out just to understand what is in this bottle. So when it comes to natural products, I like to keep them simple and I like to look at other makers too. I don't get me wrong, as much as I make and sell a lot of bath and body products, I buy a lot of other makers because I love what other people come up with. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things that I look for is really, I keep it in that six to eight ingredient realm. And I also look to see if they have the equivalent, not only the scientific name of the ingredient, but the common name. I, that way I understand what I'm looking at on a product. So what are some symptoms that someone might notice if they're using a product that is not quite right for them? And I mean, I, you know, it's probably important to note that it's possible for a natural product to, to cause a reaction of some sort as well. So are there things that, you know, if you're using something that maybe isn't entirely natural and you're having some sort of a reaction, is there a way for you to tell whether it's the fact that it's like not a natural product or just that you're allergic to something that's in it? A lot of times, a lot of the over-the-counter, you know, your Walmarts, your CVS, things like that, lotions and products that you're going to find on the shelf carry a lot of alcohol in them. And they do that so that it absorbs quickly and it doesn't leave you greasy, but it also, it will irritate your skin over time. So you have to be really careful with some of the ingredients. Um, I have people that are sensitive to alcohols, I, but at the same time, I have a little girl that can't use anything with sunflower oil in it. So that would then become one of your allergy type driven products. So I always make sure that, you know, we carry a different realm of products that don't have aloe or don't have coconut oil or don't have this so that we can cater to different people that do carry natural allergies also. Um, but as for over the counter and when you get into grocery stores, um, it, that's where that 15 plus ingredient listing comes in. Most of those products have a lot of alcohols in them and a lot of irritants that are synthetic. But then, you know, there's also great products out there on the shelf that are all natural or I, as I call them, naturally based is really the best way because you don't want a completely natural product that doesn't have a form of a preservative in it. And preservatives, as much as they are vegetable derived, they're still considered a synthetic, but they keep all the grubbies out of your, your products. You don't get the mold. You won't, you're not slathering a bunch of nasties all over your skin. And so I, as much as I love the products that say they're all natural, buyer beware on that because more than likely they're not the beauty of the FDA is that they do like to see preservatives in all the different products. I use a vegetable based one in my products and it's used at less than 1%. But I also know that my product can sit on your shelf for about a year before it starts to go rancid or it gets yuckies in it. What are the biggest lessons you've learned by starting your own business? <laughs> um, well, no, I wrote a whole book on that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the things that I've learned about starting my own business is again, 
2020 hindsight, I wish I would have known what I know today. And I'm still learning. I learn daily from other makers, other businesses, but really slow your roll before you jump in. I wish I would have taken the time to plan better my first round. I have three failed companies total. And one of them was in the hunting industry. And I wish I would have walked away way sooner than we did. Um, that, that was a massive money tank. And I regret some things. But on the plus side, I learned, I've learned to say no to people. That's new for me. I've, I've had a hard time in the last 16 years saying no to people because I'm a woman. I can do it all. I know I can. Well, no, I can't. I mean, as Jennifer can attest, uh, Jen, I am not the greatest with returning emails. And the one thing that my 2019 will bring me is an assistant. Mm -hmm. I've learned to get help <laughs> when needed. So when starting your business, you may not be able to afford a lot of those things. Set certain times aside to do certain things. I've learned to turn off my notifications and just check in with my social medias when I have the time on my calendar to do it now, because that will suck your life away. Social media can take every minute of your life every day if you're not careful. So yeah, that's really asking for help when needed. Asking for help from my husband has been a really big thing for me because I'm a control freak. I can do it all. Don't worry, honey. You have a job. I can do this. No, no, I can't. That, that's been my hardest lesson in starting my own business is not being able to accomplish everything I think I can. Okay, so back to your story. And then I think we'll get back into beauty because we're going <laughs> to hop around here. Because it all is very much like intertwined. So you now live in Missouri. I do. I so do. how'd you go from Texas to Missouri? And then what do you do in Weston? Tell us about that. Okay, well, um, I, I grew up in Southern California. I married a Texan. Uh, Texas brought us, his job brought us to Texas for about six years. And then right after we got there, he started traveling for about seven years now. But he was all over the U.S. And so he would take our travel trailer, live contract. He worked different contracts all around for the power companies. And I was in Texas by myself with all these children and my business and living life and saying yes to everybody. And it got really hard. And so I met some folks up here in Missouri, um, in Savannah area, which is outside of St. Joseph. So we're in like your outside North of Kansas city is nobody knows where any of those towns are. So, but Kansas city, everyone knows. So I, um, I kind of, spit on a map in an essence, just kind of poked my finger out and said, Hey, you're working up here, honey. And I am tired of driving 20 hours to come see you everywhere with the kids and owning my own business. Luckily enough, allotted me to be able to travel for those six years that we had a house. We owned a house in Texas. We didn't really live in Texas, um, but we probably traveled into about 34 States in six years. And I toted my business with me. I did social media. I did online. I I did what I could. The kids and I got to do different things. We we'd pack up the dog and, and off we'd go. Um, and then finally, I told my husband I wanted to open a retail store. I've always wanted a retail store, and I want it to be just my products. I want to make all the products for it. I, I want that cute little practical magic shop on the corner there where people come in and ask different products and, you know, that type of thing. And so 
we sold our house in Texas and bought a building built in 1894 in Savannah, Missouri. And that was the biggest money pit of my life. I love old buildings and I'm a sucker for them, but my husband has to tell me no now. I don't get to buy old buildings anymore because that was a nightmare. I loved my store, but it just wasn't quite bringing in the income. The money we had to put out to keep the building just from falling in on itself <laughs> was more than my little store was bringing in. And we did, and I moved into a town where I knew, I knew nobody. I knew two people that lived outside of town that were friends. That was it. And I created a business up there. I got out in the community. I volunteered at the library. I put on presentations and taught about essential oils and herbs. Um, I, gosh, I was constantly in the community doing different things. And after two years of having my little store, I guess 2015, no, one year, one year, 2015 and 2016, um, I, we traveled over to a little town called Weston, which is like your little number one day trip out of Kansas city. It's full of bed and breakfast, a winery. It has a distillery and the oldest working distillery on this side of the Mississippi. So it's kind of a really neat historical town. Well, we showed up and I looked at my husband. I was like, I want my store here. And he goes, well, honey, you have a store. And I went, yeah, 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 whatever I know, but I want a store here. And he just didn't understand until all of a sudden I got myself a store. <laughs> so I, I put products into a little antique store down there. And then three months later, a storefront opened up. And in two weeks, my husband and I closed the Savannah store pretty much and moved that store into Weston, Missouri. And we were in a tiny building, not even maybe 300 square feet, um, almost the size of a bedroom. And we, I sold just Miss Doyle soapery products. It was great. We are a travel town. People would come in on the weekends and I, I was ecstatic. Um, and then a year later, a bigger storefront opened up next door. And so just kind of an idea of where I went when I was in Savannah, I was maybe selling $8,000 a year. It was phenomenal in my mind. This is the first retail store. This is great. I live in a tiny town of 5,000 near nothing. And, you know, I'm doing awesome. And then in a fourth quarter, I quadrupled those sales in just three months being in the right location, mm -hmm. in the right town. So needless to say, I was working both stores as best as I could being, you know, because I can't say no to anything. And I finally ended up saying, okay, I can't keep Savannah open. I loved the people, but I didn't have the clientele base that I do now in Weston. So I moved everything fully and we ended up pulling the kids from school. Uh, my youngest are in school with us and they're now, gosh, like I said, eight and eight and nine, but they now, we all moved and got into a house down in Weston. So I moved everything down to Weston this year which was the best move of my life because I was commuting an hour every day just to get to my little retail store. Well, when you commute down to a store for an hour, put your kids up in daycare and don't make a sale because it's a Wednesday and well, there's no tourists in your town. It's kind of hard. So uh, we moved to Weston and now I have a huge, gosh, about a thousand square foot store and we cater to essential oils and natural healing style products, herbal based products, everything's that naturally based realm. And we also carry um, an amazing deodorant line and a handmade soap line that both have a really great give back program to them. So I really expanded being able to move into Weston with the right clientele and the right traffic base. 
And for Inspire Bath, people anywhere can get that. You don't have to come to Weston. You can order all that online. Yeah. No, I know. I'm excited about that. Inspire Bath was uh, kind of a brainchild for me. Um, it's a it's a one of a kind deodorant spray that I invented. So I mean, I wish I could put a patent on it, but unfortunately, I can't. But I did write a book about how to make them, and it started out as a hunting cover scent when I when we had our hunting company, and it was a dirt scented spray that controlled odor, and p- guys would and gals would spray it all over their clothes and body. And then they would come back and tell me that, you know, I didn't have to respray for like eight to 12 hours. Can you put this in something that smells something other than dirt? I was like, yeah, let's do this. So I got, went back to the drawing board and I started creating um, essential oil-based products. So they have mood enhancing and they control your body odor, which was just awesome for me. I was really excited. But then I, we have the soap line that has a give back to our active duty military. So it's called active duty soaps. We donate a bar of soap for everyone that's purchased. And I'm like, this is really great, but I really wanted something that was more women driven, empowering. I work with so many young girls that just, they don't have the confidence. They don't have the motivation. They, they're not quite sure how to really be bold or they really don't have the courage to get out there and get out and do the things that they really want to do. So I decided I would come up with a line called Inspire Bath and Body. And it is a deodorant spray, but also a deodorant lotion. And we have other products getting ready to come out and a new look. I'm kind of excited about this next Feb- in February. But for every per- uh, product that's purchased, we donate a body spray, deodorant spray, to um, women in homeless or interim shelters. So women, we worked, we donated our first 100 sprays. This is a newer program for us, but we donated our first 100 sprays back in November to the St. Joseph, Missouri. They have a full women's shelter with over 300 women in it, and they have to work for these products. So they work in the shelter. There's a daycare. There's all kinds of stuff. And they then earn YWCA money to go buy these products. So I thought, what a great way to empower other women by not only using essential oils that have courage behind them and motivation and they're uplifting, but also to name those products that way. So that maybe you need a little shot of motivation. You know what? I'm going to use it in my deodorant today. Speaking of the scents, you know, you mentioned that you have them in there kind of, you know, mood, mood boosting or mood enhancing. And I'm curious, you know, when it comes to aromatherapy, how important is it to like a scent, you know? And I mean, if you like it and it makes you feel happy, does that mean that it has like a mood boosting quality to it? Or is it just your, you know, is it just your interpretation of it? Cause that's something that's always been really interesting to me. You know, I smell one candle or, you know, one body spray and I have a completely different reaction to it than a friend might, but I know that certain scents are known to have certain properties. You are correct about that. Yeah, some essential oils do very specifically have, say, sweet orange. Orange can be very calming, but yet it has a happy, cheerful type feeling to it. But you might like lemon better. And lemon doesn't quite have those same attributes, but it does for you. So it's very subjective. Scent is very subjective. I mean, perfumes. We tried when developing this line, I actually took three of my best-selling aromatherapy blends, and they have different names in my store, and people have, you have no idea walking in. You spray 
one scent and it's the same exact scent, but with a different name, your mind puts it to a different place. It's kind of funny that way. But I took those three best scents and then I did take one fragrance oil because it just smells amazing. And that's our Be Bold. But it does. It just that scent alone. I have men that buy that scent, too. It just has an empowerment feeling behind it. And it has just a great feeling. And that one's a fragrance oil. So scent in general, it can have an impact in your life. I mean, gosh, it can have a negative impact. It can have a positive impact. Scent is our, that's the strongest sense that our body has. And that's one of the first things. Even before we open our eyes, we smell something. You smell the coffee making in the morning before you wake up. Okay, I, I don't drink coffee. My husband does. But I know I like that scent. And I know it's time to start getting up and getting ready. So scent can drive certain things in your life. And I think when you incorporate them with a saying or a mantra, you definitely can build upon those scents. Um, Patchouli is one for me. I I am not a fan of patchouli, but blended right, I can handle it. But there's other people that they live and die by patchouli. And that's their happy scent. So that is absolutely a truth. Scent is so subjective to each and every one. I walk in and I smell something, you'll walk into the same room, the same scent will be in there, but all three of you will smell something different from that scent. So that was, that is one thing we have to keep in mind when blending for the general public is I try to keep non really obscure oils in products. I like to keep the general oils that are out there in the industry so that it, oh man, I kind of smell lavender. Oh, I love that reminds me of a day when. Sorry, I lost my thought. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was great. That was a great answer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. But it'll just remind you of when you do different things. It'll remind you of a different time in your life. It can help you build a new memory. And that's one of my favorite things about essential oils is I love to work and blend with people. And some of my clientele, I work on the side with different people on their own. And I help them blend products. Um, I teach in this industry and I have YouTube channel and I do a lot of different things. Um, so I don't just run a retail store and make all the products, but I actually teach in this industry. And I love working with other people on how to find a good, unique blend that kind of helps with what they're looking to accomplish. You're obviously a very busy woman with a lot of responsibilities. <laughs> what does self-care look like for you? How do you take care of you? There are some days that I just get out of bed okay. and I'm happy with that. And then there's other days where I'm up, I do a small workout. Um, I'm genetically small, which has been a blessing for me. But now that I'm 44, my metabolism is slowing down extremely So I've had to relook at my life and how I do things. Self-care for me is taking a lot of deep breaths and taking a quick walk when my brain gets muddled or I'm getting frustrated with things. I organization is huge now in my life where it really wasn't before. I had so many things on my plate that I really didn't know where to balance them all. So I've had to look at myself long and hard, which has not been easy. It's very hard to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you're doing things wrong. You need to fix things. But I think I grew to that point to where I can now. And I can admit to myself, hey, you got to say no to folks. You've got to take a deep breath. You can't pile everything into one hour 
because, well, that one item alone takes one hour to do. So self-care for me is a lot of essential oils. I, oddly enough, I don't burn a lot or I don't um, use a diffuser in my house because I'm around the products all the time, but I use it in different body products. So I use a relief roll start to get stressed out because I know that the blend that I blended will help calm my muscles down, which in then turn calms my mind. And then I'm a much happier person to be around when that happens. But I have to say caffeine does play a huge role in my life. I don't drink coffee. Um, I can only imagine what my... God, I'd be a jittery jumping Betty there on co on coffee. But I do drink a lot of chai. I do drink tea. Um, but I started incorporating more herbal teas to where I'm not drinking just straight black tea. So over the last like three, four years, as I've gone through more of my herbal classes, I've been able to incorporate um, herbs that help cleanse my system, that will help me have a little bit more energy, not feel so sluggish. But yeah, like I said, it really... I'm, I'm happy some days when I just get my kids on the bus and they are fully dressed and I'm not in my pajama pants anymore. So there's days I have to find balance in everything that I do. And that is not always easy. Kids dressed and you dressed. I feel like that's like high fives, like all around. <laughs> Amen that's to that. <laughs> like, I think sometimes we set the bar a little too high. Like, <laughs> like, is everyone dressed? Okay. Did we all kind of eat something? All right. Sweet. <laughs> so for some of the people that are listening to this and they're, you know, they're like, okay, I'm kind of interested in aromatherapy, but you know, maybe they've stumbled into someone who sells like essential oils online. And they're like, oh my God, there's like a million and a half essential oils. I don't even know where to start. I'm a little overwhelmed. What's, what's, what's a good way for people to kind of get into it? A good way is one, as much as I love like the direct selling type companies, they lack on the education side. So I really try to find a trusted source. I've read a lot of great books by some of the standing industry leaders. Um, you can take some free classes online um, and they're just a quick little, maybe they go over like 15 essential oils, some of the basics, your frankincense, orange, lavender, things that you can't really hurt anybody with. Because there are essential oils out there ha that have massive cautions to them. You shouldn't be ingesting, things like that. So I try to find, when I first start working with people and teaching them on how to blend and how to work on a personal level in their home, I either try to say, hey, find a trusted company that offers pre-blends that are already in product. If you really don't want to buy this $40 little tiny, teeny tiny bottle of essential oil and you, you use too many drops, I, I say, hey, you know what? Start out with an aromatherapy spray. It's a diffuser on the go. You can spray it as you go, as you need it, keep it at your desk. Um, you don't have to sit next to a diffuser. You don't have to have all, I guess, essential oil paraphernalia, as you would call it. Or, you know, I have a lot of people that just want to get a quick lotion. I just want that scent. I, I really want something nice. Or you can do little inhalers. There's so many different things you can do that are already offered in the industry by trusted sources. If you're really interested um, in learning a little bit more, I'm going to plug my book that's uh, coming out. But it has 43 essential oil profiles that tells you what they do for you emotionally and physically. But it also gives you over 140 recipes that are pre-blends. So you don't have to do the work. You just buy different essential oils that you like, that, that talk to you, that speak to you. That's the other thing I like to tell people is smell the different oils that are out there. 
because something that might be in a blend that I make, it doesn't quite work for what you're liking. I'm, you know, some people don't like lavender. So I, I gear them towards frankincense and orange and other scents like that. But I try to keep it basics under five, actually under 10 oils max for people that are just starting. If you're really nervous about it, just get two or three oils and start dropping some together and blending. Biggest thing I've learned about blending essential oils is it will never smell the same two to three days later. So when you go to blend something for even a body product, you put the drops together on a little dropper paper, let it sit for two, three days come back to it. And then that'll give you more of a settled scent. Um, same thing with diffuser blends. So everything that I blend that's on my shelf has sat for at least a week or two before it gets into a product, because I want to make sure that it doesn't get all wonky because of different chemical attributes in the essential oils. But yeah, I, I'm excited about a new book that I have. And it's really for the general public to learn about essential oils without getting overwhelmed. It also has natural cleaning product recipes in it so you can transition from some of those chemicals that you use in your bathroom in your kitchen and move towards essential oils that have antimicrobial properties, antiviral. We've really kept the flu out of our house by being able to use different sprays and diffuse. Um, I don't overload it. We only diffuse for about 20 minutes in a day. Um, you don't need to. You just waste your oils if you're diffusing for 12 hours. So there's a lot of different things that you can do, but my biggest advice is try not to get overwhelmed by all the people saying, oh, you have to buy all these $100 oils. There are great suppliers out there that offer 100% pure essential oils that are not super expensive. The industry, the industry is shifting which is great, but just buyer beware on, a, you know, on like Amazon or in Walmart. Um, if it's a $5 essential oil, more than likely it has been cut with something because essential oils are a pure essence from the plant. And it takes approximately one pound of plant to make one drop of essential oil. So keep that in mind when you're using products too. Of, it's all in moderation and very little goes a very long way. I feel like there were so many good tips in there. <laughs> Probably too many. You get I'm like, going. <laughs> no, but I'm like, wow. I'm like, yeah, I run my diffuser for way longer than that. Good to know. <laughs> no, cool. Too. Yeah. So uh, for people, because there is so much good information, you have so much more information in your brain and in all of your channels. So tell us where we can find your book, where we can find you on social, and just where people can connect with you after this interview. So I have a YouTube channel, Miss Doyle's Soapery. So Inspire Bath is a product line underneath my umbrella company, which is me. I've branded Miss Doyle. Um, Cheryl Mitchell is Miss Doyle. So you can find me on YouTube as Miss Doyle Soapery. You can find me on all the different social medias. Um, I have Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I do recipes on those both. And it's, again, Miss Doyle Soapery. Um, there's also, I have an Instagram called Miss Doyle's. And that started as a personal. And then when you get into the teaching realm, you really, there's nothing that stays personal. So it became a public page and I really just post public information on it. So you'll get recipes on that also, but I am also selling on Amazon. You can check out my websites in my store in Weston. If you happen to be outside of Kansas city and wanting to come to a cute bed and breakfast and do some shopping for a weekend, but 
we, my book is launching on Amazon and it's called So Many Recipes, Too Little Time. And really it has a a lesson in it too. It has my whole backstory and you guys got like the mini, mini, mini version of the story of Cheryl Mitchell and Miss Doyle uh, today. And that has my full story and just how I kind of leaped over so many boundaries that were put in front of me. And I still managed to have a very successful business. Um, I have a retail store. We sell wholesale. I do private label lines for people. So you might be using my product and you won't even know it. But you can find the books on Amazon. And if you're interested in learning how to make aromatherapy sprays and also make the deodorant sprays for your own personal use, I have a book called Miss Doyle's Spray Book. And that is currently on Amazon and now on Kindle which I'm excited about. We got that up on Kindle yesterday, actually, um, because we're now selling in Switzerland, Malaysia, Australia, and Canada. So we've been able to branch out and get global in the course of like three months, which has been amazing. But yeah, we have a lot of different ways to find us. So congrats. That's so awesome. That's amazing. Thank you. So I guess we have just one more question for you if you're ready. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. All right, here we go. What was the last song you listened to before you did this podcast interview? Do I really have to admit this? Oh, yes. Oh, the the more embarrassing, the better. We get some really good ones on here. It was John Denver, Country Roads. (laughs) I like that song. (laughs) That's really I have a whole playlist. So when I do, when I make product, when I write articles... I have the same 50 songs, five zero songs that play over and over and over again because I'm that kid and person and adult that had to have earphones in because if not, my brain goes off into 50 million directions while I'm trying to study. So I would play the same exact songs. I know every word to every one of them. But my brain, the other half of my brain that says, hey, you really need to be doing these 50 other things right now, it then sings a song. And then I can focus on what I'm doing. So, yeah. So I listen to a lot of John Denver. Oddly enough, he's very soothing to me. He is. He's, it's very soothing music. I can only imagine what others listen to. That would be a fun part. I, you know, I listen to a lot of your guys' podcasts and I really enjoy the interviews. And I, I'm going to have to now pay more attention to that, that tidbit at the end here. <laughs> <laughs> Got to listen to the very, very, very end. Yeah. <laughs> We get, we get people who are like, oh, God, my kids were playing in this in the car, or I was meditating. We've had some, I'm trying to think of the most interesting answer. Margo, what do you think? Well, my favorite is somebody, um, and I forget who it was, but she, Katie Bowman, I think, but she said that she listens to Oh, What a Beautiful Morning every single morning. I love it. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I could get on board with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, though, I have the kids that listen to Katy Perry. I have the eight-year-old little yeah. girl that, mm-hmm. you know, we were listening to Party in the USA yesterday. And and I'm thinking, wow, wow, we're here. I have five boys and then the one girl. So mm-hmm. it has been a drastic difference in music tastes. Having a little girl that loves Taylor Swift and Katy Perry and Miley Cyrus. And I'm like, wow, we're doing this again? Didn't we do this with our 20-year-old? <laughs> my my almost four-year-old yeah she loves taylor swift but she also loves ghostbusters so we listen and there's like i don't know maybe eight to ten different versions of the ghostbusters theme 
And so we just like cycle through all of them. It gives me some variety, but every time we get in the car, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was Moana for us. Oh. We know every word to every, oh, and Trolls, because they both hit the same time. Mm, yep. So at least I've got some Justin Timberlake with Trolls, but yeah. That was Moana for us for months. Every time I drove with the kids down to the store for 45 minutes, we would listen to a soundtrack. And Moana is an earworm. It gets in your head. I mean, yeah. One of those songs even makes me cry. I know. (laughs) I know. I get it. That whole movie makes me kind of emotional. Well, I'm glad I'm not alone on that. No, no, Um. of course not. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. Gosh, I really appreciate it. This has been an amazing experience, and I love everything that you ladies do. Love this show? Tell us why in a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read it on the air. Also, make sure you are a subscriber. If you want to reach out to say hi or have a question about a recent episode, yay, well, feel free to email us at podcast at com. And if this podcast jives perfectly with your brand, consider sponsoring the show. Get more info by emailing advertising at fitbottomgirls.com. Find all kinds of Fit Bottom goodness online and on social media at Fit Bottom Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Eats, and Fit Bottom Zen. And if books and movies are your thing, check out the other podcast I co-host called Book vs. Movie, which you can find anywhere when you search for podcasts. Thanks for listening.